0: The summation of this lesson is foundational truths about God in my life. I think there's 10 or 12 points. Whether I see him or not, God is always present and active in my life. God's presence is learned behavior that I can develop. I'll say it again. God's presence is learned behavior. Behavior that I can develop. Do, do you all know the story of why I believe that Hawks, that God speaks to me through Hawks? No? I think really he does. He's the only one I've ever told it to. He and, of course, my wife experienced with me. You know how sometimes you, 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 you try to get into a negotiation with God? You know, you, if then, like Jacob did this morning, you know, if he'll do this, this, and this, then, you know, So during one just trialing period of my life, uh, we were were stepping up to move from a smaller house to a larger house, and we were stepping up to move from a normal mortgage payment to a huge mortgage payment. And it was like, do I really want to do this? Do I really need to do this? And we were already under construction, and I was still just, not worried, but fretting, you know. Because it was, it, was it was a big move. I didn't know what life was going to hold for us. And so uh, one of the things that I've always done is when the leaves get off the trees, and we, we take trips back and forth to Cave City, down to Fort the Interstate, you'll see, if, if you're very keen and know what to look for and how to look for them, you'll find these red-tailed hawks sitting in trees way out in the horizon. I bet, Melvin, you see a 1,000 of them on your trips sitting in those trees. They're so easy to see. When the trees are gone. They're still there in the summertime when the leaves are on the trees, but they're really easy to see in the wintertime. And so I always count the number of hawks I see on a trip. That's one of the things that gets me by the, the long journey of the trip. You know, I'm looking, for, instead of paying attention to the road, you know, I, I know where you're <laughs> going with that, but yeah, you can look it off without, you know, but you know, when you get like this, that's when you got a problem, I guess. But I'm keen on them. I, I can see them from a long way off. And so the uh, the little ordeal I had with God was if I could find three hawks in this round trip from Cave City back and forth, that I would quit fretting about the new house we were building and all the expenses we were going to incur and uh, know that things were going to be all right. Okay, right. Three. And that wasn't abnormal, you know. So I saw two as we got off the interstate um, Snyder onto uh Bargetown Road. I'm a mile and a half from home, okay. I gotta see a hawk between here and the house, you know. Oh no. What is God telling me? You know, this is gonna be too late. And so we decided to drive to the house. I get emotional every time I tell this story. We decide to drive to the house. It's in progress. It's under roof. It's in the, the wintertime, so forth and so on. The driveway's rough. It's gravel. And I, I pull up to the back where we can get in the back. Sitting on the fence in the backyard is a red tail. I don't, I, don't know, I don't know how to explain it. I don't even try to explain it. But since that time, I have always viewed that the Lord is talking to me when I drive down the road and I see a red-tailed hawk. There's another time when uh, my first granddaughter, you know, the special one, you know, she was born with a liver disease. And we didn't know anything about it. And it just scared the daylights out of her. The pediatrician found it that her liver was abnormal uh, in, a, in a routine uh, baby visit, whatever you know, I don't remember how old it was. And so she was going to have to have a, a procedure of some sort to find out. There, and then, of course, we immediately go to the internet, and there are 24 different stages of it's called glycogen storage disease, I think it stores fat in the liver or something along that line. And there are several different stages of it. Okay, so we were going to have to find out what stage it was. Well, you know, the early stages, one, two, three, four, whatever, you know, are maybe not stages, types, I guess I should say. And then the other types, more serious, you know, were not something that you wanted to to know about So she's going to go into the hospital to a a biopsy, and I'm thinking, oh, man, you know, this is going to really be devastating. What if she's with, you know, like stage 15 or stage 18 or whatever? You read all this, and it's like, this is not bad. So I drop Nita off at the uh, uh, hospital, and then I go to park the car. And on the way into the uh, hospital, right at the entry door, there's a penny laying in the middle of the sidewalk, heads up, and I don't know whether you all bend down and pick up pennies or not, but, but I do. And so I picked it up, and what was on my mind at that time was a prayer to God that I'd like this little girl to have a, a good result from that test. And when it came back, I interpreted that to say God was, he didn't have room for a hawk, he had to talk to me through a, through a penny. And so now I look for pennies. And so when I see a hawk, or when I find a penny, and this morning I said, and he, every now and again a dime, you know, those dimes, I'm thinking, man, he is really talking to me today, you know. <laughs> and I put all this money in a little glass and, and see how much it amounts to in the, in the course of a year, okay? Crazy? Yeah, I know I am, but that's how God it speaks to me. So God is present. God's presence is learned behavior that I can develop. My job is to meet God in the moment. When I try to live outside the moment, I lose the sense of God's presence. I get ahead of God. You know, I get on a different cycle. I get on a different wavelength. Sometimes God seems far away, and I can learn from these things as well. Why is God feeling so far away? Whenever I fail, I can start over. Right away, no one knows the full extent of humanly experiencing God's presence. Think about that. For me, it's hawks and pennies. For you, it might be something else that you think God uses or God who's everywhere can can talk to you. Who knows exactly? Who can say exactly what God can do in speaking to us? Listen to all the things that we use this morning. Burning bushes, donkeys, miracles, all those kinds of things. My desires ebb and flow. God's thoughts of me are constant. Every thought and action will move me in some direction, either closer to or further away from God. Every aspect of my life is of genuine interest to God. Remember what we read in Psalms 139, verse 1 this morning? You have searched me, and you know me. God has an interest in every one of us. My road to experiencing God's presence will not look like everyone's else's. You can't let God talk to you through hawks. He already talks to me through hawks, so you can't have hawks. But if you're trying to let God talk you through, Hawks, it may not work for you the same way that it's worked for me. So God will speak to each and every one of us, or He will show His interest in us, or He will look, it won't look like everybody else's journey. And straining and trying too hard does not help. It just doesn't help. You've got to let it occur naturally. Isaiah's servant was worried. I said Isaiah. Elisha's servant was worried. They were surrounded by chariots and horses. The city was surrounded. And he says, oh, master, Elisha, what are we going to do? And Elisha said, who is with us is greater than is with them. Then he prayed, Lord, open his eyes so the young man can see And when he looked again, what did he see? A mountain full of horses and chariots of fire that were there that Elisha could see but that he couldn't see because he couldn't see God's presence. God is everywhere. He's always with us. He's in everything we do ourselves. If you have a need, you have a desire, why don't you come right now while we stand and sing this song.